From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the NextGen Advisory Task Force, and for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up-and-coming financial advisors. Hey all, it's Alana Phillips here with Sid Misra from Beacon Financial and Nick Nielsen from Know My Plan. And we are bringing you today a topic I know that is near and dear to Next Gen Advisors, OPP, which is Other People's Prospecting for You. And we're going to talk about digital prospecting on LinkedIn, especially. So Nick and Sid, thanks for being here with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. What a blessing. Yeah, thank you. It's great to have you. And you two, I think, are really paving the way in terms of digital prospecting. So I know this is the thing when I talk to next gen folks, it is number one. It is like most. It's the holy grail. It's the, it's the holy grail. This is everything, right? How do I get more butts in chairs? And right now those butts are in Zoom chairs, but how do I get in front of more people and hopefully more qualified people. So Nick, I met you on LinkedIn. I saw your posts and you're doing some really unique things. So can you talk a little bit about your whiteboard drawings specifically for our listeners and what those entail and how they're helping you to get in front of folks? So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to take a a subject that maybe people don't understand or they might not think it's as fun as I do And I try to draw a sketch, maybe about a Roth conversion or life insurance needs analysis. And then I try to just kind of hit that with two or three bullet points and just try to give little financial planning bite-sized chunks. Yeah, I would imagine most folks probably do not find Roth conversions as exciting as you do. And and thank you for your drawings because they do help, I think, to simplify concepts that are so normal every day for Sid, you and Nick. And, And Nick, you take those and you really boil them down. So Nick, let me make sure I understand this correctly. So you've got your beautiful whiteboard drawings. You're simplifying these complicated concepts. You're not reaching out to individual prospects? I never reach out, no DMs. There's no call to action. I let the prospects come to me. So you're not sliding into anybody's DMs on LinkedIn. They're coming to you. This is a beautiful model. Talk to me a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so the origin of the idea was that I was trying to write SEO content for Google, essentially. I was trying to write blogs. And my mother's retired creative, uh, creative writing teacher, English teacher. And so I was sending her these 2,500, 3,000 word blogs. And she said, Nick, this is terrible. Try again, make it shorter. <laughs> and then I would send her a 1,600 word blog. And she says, this is better, but still really bad. No one will ever read this. And it kept getting shorter and shorter. And I finally went to my mom and said, the only thing I can do now is I can draw you a picture and give you three bullet points. And she says, well, it certainly can't be any worse. So the way that I was writing, maybe Google loved it, but there's no way anybody on LinkedIn would consume it. So then I put this ad into the world, the LinkedIn people, there's a group that like it. And I've kind of figured out who that niche is and they came to me. So I'm like, oh, I have something here. So then I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And I kept building from that. So before we get too far, let's sort of verbally draw these whiteboard drawings for our audience, Nick. Yeah, so let me give you an example of of one of my favorite ideas. So if you think about uh, climbing a hill, so I I might just start with a hill that has a very gradual slope. Then I might put some circles there that say basic things like IRA or 401k, term life insurance. But all of a sudden, 
that hill turns into a mountain and it starts getting real steep. And then we draw some circles and we bring in the introduction of things like ISOs and RSUs and donor advised funds. The point there is there reaches a point where people get uncomfortable. The slow gradual incline becomes that steep mountain that becomes a treacherous climb. And that's where financial planning starts to happen for a lot of the people that I work with. Excellent verbal description. I feel like we could almost turn that into a guided meditation of some sort. So less is more, it sounds like. And I feel like our industry as a whole struggles with this. When we look at what a financial plan still looks like in these big binders for a lot of advisors and and nobody really looks at them. So Sid, you've got, I think, you know, an equally simple way of explaining things and it clearly resonates with your audience. I know that's how I found you was just watching your content on LinkedIn. So what's the philosophy around how you create and put content out on LinkedIn? Again, it it goes to kind of what Nick was saying about simplifying it, right? You know, when I first started writing on LinkedIn, I would always hit the character limit, which kind of told me that like, hey, there's way too much here. And so how do you get your point across in a way that connects with people in a short post, right? And you try things, you, you keep testing them out, and you just keep putting out content. And over time, you really start to kind of refine what it looks like and what your posts look like. So if you look at all my posts now, they're kind of the same, right? They're a few lines and then the spaces, and I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point there. And so I think just simplifying it, right? And you, you alluded to this earlier. The industry, we like to use the jargon. We like to use all these you know, high-level words and things to make us sound smart and maybe to, for people to justify the fees that they charge. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're not talking at the same level of your client, no one's going to really want to listen to you. So you know, make sure that you can connect with Main Street in a way that, that they understand, right? And so what are the pain points that they have? What are the, the questions that they have? What are the things that they have issues with? And you know, after talking with Nick, one of the things that he told me was that, right? Talk to your clients and figure out what are the issues that your ideal client would have? And then go talk about that in the real world and, and start seeing how that you know, does in terms of engagement and content. That is such a great point. And we'll be back in just a moment. Are you ready to deliver comprehensive financial planning for your clients, no matter what walk of life they come from or how unique their needs are? Well, get ready to enhance your skill sets with our chartered financial consultant designation and learn more at theamericancollege.edu slash chfc. Get best-in-class preparation for your exam with our CFP Certification Education Program. Start your journey toward this valued designation at theamericancollege.edu slash CFP. Welcome back, and let's pick up our conversation where we left off. You both are so incredibly intelligent. You're competent advisors. We know you know, you know, what beta and R is squared R, right? Like we know you can explain those things. Let's get away from that. And honestly, Sid, you've kind of replaced the jargon with emojis in your post. You know, has anybody given you any trouble about using emojis instead of technical jargon? No, no one yet. I, I think people actually like it. It's a nice way to kind of break up the text and it just makes it a little bit more fun, I think. So I I like using them. I'm a big fan of them. So Sid, these emojis, I've asked advisors, like put emojis in your posts and they make this horrible face of disgust when I say put emojis into this serious post about financial planning. So how do you choose which emojis to use and, and what's the craziest one you've picked? Well, you know, it all depends on the context, right? If I was writing about someone 
being disgusted. There's an emoji for that. There's there's a face that's disgusted. So <laughs> it just depends on what I'm writing about. If I'm writing about the markets, there's an up market graph, right? Uh, emoji. There's a down market one as well. There's cash. There's fire. So there's a lot of different things that you can kind of play around with. I would say write your posts first, and then see if you can add in some emojis. Emojipedia is a website that I use to just copy and paste them, and they got a ton of them there. So make it fun. Have fun with it. Heaven forbid we be fun in financial services, Sid. So right. thanks That's for true. thanks for bringing the emojis out in those posts. So obviously, all of our listeners want to know. You both have answered the question. This isn't three thousand letter posts. This is very simple. Maybe three bullet points. Maybe there's emojis in it. We know how to do this. But how much time are you spending doing this? What's the return? on these posts and on not reaching out and cold calling or sliding into the DMs of folks on LinkedIn? Yeah, you know, for me, I've signed a few clients, I've I've brought in a little bit of business, but I think overall, it's the long term game, right? It's building a brand. And I want to be someone that if people have a, a question about personal finances or financial planning, they say, hey, go to Sid's LinkedIn profile or his YouTube page or whatever it may be. There may be some answers there. Reach out to him. And so I just want to be able to connect with my clients or potential clients and people where they already are, right? All the attention is already online. It's already on LinkedIn, Facebook, all these other platforms. And so I think advisors who don't utilize that are really doing a disservice to themselves because they're not talking to people where they are, right? Meet them where they are. You, you've done a great job of that brand building, Sid. And I know one of the things in thinking about that long-term game is hard in the short term, but you mentioned to me when, when you and I first spoke, you've kind of watched Nick and seen what he's doing and made it your own. But Nick, you've really had a, a pretty significant return on your investment of time and energy in that. Will you share a little bit about what you've got in terms of business from your LinkedIn posting? Yeah. So from May 1st through the end of December in 2020, we brought on uh, 18 households that that brought over 13 million in assets under management, plus some other life insurance and disability insurance business that went along with that. So, you know, it's rocket fuel for our business. To Sid's point, you know, there's maybe 1% of people that might be interested in making some sort of financial planning change today, but there's that other 99% out there that you're building credibility with. And, you know, just yesterday I had this just explosion of DMs where people that I had previously spoken with, they came back. So, I mean, five new relationships in one day of people saying, hey, I'm ready to meet. The time is right. You know, I just left my job, whatever the case might be. So uh, it's rocket fuel for the trajectory of the business. That's awesome. You guys really are meeting people where they're at, right? Especially in our digital, more digital world than it it was before. And I think it'll continue to be. So you both are clearly creative individuals, which I think is uh, challenging sometimes to find in our industry, that creativity. How would you suggest somebody who's new in the industry, maybe new to using a digital platform for prospecting? How do they come up with their digital content and brand presence like the two of you are doing? I'll give you the advice that Nick gave me. Figure out who you want to work with. You know, who are those people? What does that target or ideal client look like? And what are the problems, right? What are the issues that they face? Talk about those things. And so if you look recently, a lot of my content is gearing towards that. Before, I think I was doing it a little bit more generalized. And so again, kind of leveraging my network and the experience that he has, he told me, hey, narrow it down and, and really start speaking to the people that you want to have as your clients. 
Excellent. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Nick, how about for you? If somebody's sitting down, they're intimidated by having to come up with content versus putting out the material their broker dealer has approved and everyone from the same broker dealer puts out the same content. How do they break out of this vicious cycle? Yeah, so I've got to agree with Sid. You have to know the avatar of who you're talking to. And I can see my avatar in my mind. I can tell you exactly what they look like and how many kids they have and what vehicle they drive. And every piece of content is geared towards that avatar. And second, look at the clients that you brought in last year. What do they have in common? Most importantly, what were their pain points? Maybe you find something that you're really, really good at, but you didn't realize it. And if there's some common pain points there, build on those. Use that as content inspiration. And then finally, always keep track of the questions that clients and prospects ask you. Because if one person asks a question, there's a million people on LinkedIn that have the same question as well. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Well, excellent. Well, I think our next gen audience will appreciate your advice. And I would suggest it if I'm listening to this episode, go check out Sid Misra, go check out Nick Nielsen on LinkedIn, see the content that they're putting out and steal what you can and make it your own. I know both you gentlemen would be happy to see your work sort of replicated and other folks have similar success. So thanks so much for sharing the secrets with us. Thank you, Alana. Thanks, Alana. For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.